Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News with me, Kevin Ryder. This is Mike Catherwood. It's true. Everything he just said. All of that is true. Yes. If you like this podcast, go ahead and uh, subscribe. Give us a like. And maybe even promote it on Twitter. What about that? That's a great idea. Go ahead, hit that share button, copy, go over to Twitter, maybe make a video of your own. Go to Instagram. Be like, hey, look at these guys. They're trying to make us feel better. Yeah. All right. Do they have to say it that way? Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, intro. Promote the show, bro. You know, it's the intro. Yeah. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike are here to give you greatness. Beautiful. I don't know who that person was. Me either. I don't ever want to hear from him again. All of us have been uh, affected by the pandemic. True. It has just sucked. Everything has sucked around the world. Well, now that there are vaccines and people are getting vaccinated, it does seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, first groups to test this is the FA Cup. That's Wimbledon. Um, Wembley Stadium, I'm sorry. And the FA Cup final is going to be played there. And they're going to test and see if they could get uh, the numbers 20,000 people. Okay. I think Wembley Stadium holds a lot more. Oh, it's over 100,000, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so 20,000, they're going to try and separate them, and, you know, they'll make them wear masks and stuff like that, but... We should do a show from Wembley. Okay. We could fill it. Oh, you mean with fans? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Pack it, pack it, dude. Sure. Like, we're We'll we'll set that up. We're the Beatles, bro. I just want to point out that we're on the mend. Yeah. This is happening. It's... Happening, it, people! It very easily might actually become almost normal to go to a sporting event again. How great In is due that? time. You know, if, if very, very soon around the corner is almost normal. Yes. And then somewhere down the line, normal. Is new normal. New normal. Yeah. There's always going to be people for the rest of our lives, right? That won't shake hands and... Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, fuck them. Uh, those right. people probably didn't want to shake hands anyway. Like, they're really happy right now. Yeah, the introverts. Man, Howie Mandel is fist pumping somewhere. The introverts that are scared of all the <laughs> germs are staying inside, <laughs> and they couldn't be happier. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, prom probably sucks during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine it sucks way more if you're a high school student and you lose your ability to walk. Wow. High school. And your prom date is a young man who has been fully supportive and pushed you to get back on your feet, even though doctors told you you wouldn't walk and that if you did, it would be with the assistance of canes and whatnot. So isn't it nice when you can see a surprise from one prom date to another like this? Check it out. Mom opens the door for the young man. He's got his corsage. She walks towards him. <laughs> He's blown away. No. <laughs> Just gives her a big hug. Oh my god. How did you do that? 
<laughs> oh, it's so sweet. Man. And then they stayed inside because it was <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah, no, the, their prom existed in the living room. <laughs> man, well, that's amazing. Uh, you know, good for her, obviously. Her. Obviously her. Really? You're trying real hard with this <laughs> one. She's walking. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, just, da, 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 da. Yeah. Right? But was the juice worth the squeeze, Kevin? That's what we always got to ask ourselves. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, it's really sweet to see a young man be that supportive in a very pure, authentic way. Because uh, I will be very honest. <laughs> we all know. I would just, the only thing going through my head, I'd be hugging her. I'd be like, oh, congrats. You could walk. I'd be like, does that still work? Yeah. What is, is that yeah. still working? Yes. That's uh, really only, you know. It's prom night. Yeah. Prom. <laughs> Got business to handle. Next story, Kevin. Yes. It's your turn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Cops, uh, a cop who survived severe COVID-19 complication now mentors other patients. Really? Yes. Awesome. This uh, St. Louis motorcycle cop named Dave Tenorio became sick with coronavirus complications last year. It was so severe that he had to learn to rewalk. Oh, man. And so he is now mentoring other patients who are really having problems coming through COVID and telling them, look, this is my story. I made it. And you can too. Light so at the end of the tunnel. Don't lose hope. Watch this. This week, as we mark one year since COVID was declared a pandemic, we end tonight with the story of a man who nearly lost his life to the virus last April and has spent this year helping others recover. The eerie quiet of COVID this year was sometimes interrupted by this. Pep rallies for recovered patients like Dave Tenario. St. Louis motorcycle cop who leads parades with pizzazz. Jeremy Leidenfrost is his doctor at St. Luke's Hospital. What did you think when he stood up from his wheelchair and the crowd went wild? I thought, oh gosh, I hope he doesn't fall. <laughs> when Tenario was hospitalized, COVID had just been declared a global pandemic and still felt foreign. This alien <laughs> would walk into my room in PPE gear. I'm just wondering, what is going on? I didn't really fully understand that. He'd been put on a high-risk machine that takes over heart and lung function Whoa. called ECMO that roughly 40% of COVID patients don't survive. The combat veteran had to relearn how to walk. Now he pays it forward as a mentor Whoa. to six Dressed others. like Mad Max. I was laying in bed thinking, I'm never going to be the same. Josh Miller was on ECMO for 60 days, so weak he could barely move his fingers. Dave comes in and he, he tells me about his experience and his road to recovery. And, and here he is a year later and he's doing great. Dave, are you okay? No, I'm just um, um, very emotional to, to know that I was able to help this young man out. This is the result. No walker. It's been very healing for me as well. He basically gives them... Uh, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Have you seen an increase in physical recovery after Dave comes to visit? Absolutely. How about awesome. that? Awesome. Takes time to go encourage other people and say, look, 
it can be rough. The human spirit is immeasurable, uh, but oftentimes it just takes someone else to show us the way, and mm-hmm. that's uh, it's really beautiful. This next story also v- was incredibly touching to me. Not all that, not all that impressive in comparison. Uh, it's just a young man meeting his nephew, his newborn nephew, for the first time. But uh, little backstories. My my dad. I, I don't know why, but I certainly am not complaining. But was always very heavily involved in the Special Olympics. I have no idea. I mean, the, hmm. I, I don't know of any family members that are developmentally disabled in any way, but my dad, that was his thing. So subsequently I got involved and, um, I always was so inspired by these athletes because I feel like they were living life in a way that we should all emulate in that they weren't concerned with the posturings and the the kind of gymnastics that we all do to try to impress other people. They just wanted to be happy and they wanted to uh, live life to the fullest and, and share that with their friends and their peers. So that's why this uh, young developmentally disabled man meeting his nephew for the first time, I mean, right out of the chute, right out of the oven. Um, <laughs> and he, he gives him a little speech and I just, I was so touched by it. Check it out. I miss you a lot. You're my best friend, my guy. You like me? You like me? I like you. You're my best friend, my guy. You're my best friend, I got. You're always my best friend, I got, real. How are you? I'm from here. Oh, my heart. You love me. That's my friend, you love me. You're my best pal. How are you? Oh, wow. Got you. Wow. I got you. Yes. Wow. I love you. You're my best pal. I'll always love you. Wow. You love me too. And it's just, it's so, so pure. Yeah. Pure and heartfelt and just what a beautiful moment. That's not even his kid. I love my nieces and nephews. I love them. I really do. But, uh, my sister shot him out. I wasn't like, uh, you didn't have heart then. I no, I, I did. I held him. I was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. It's everything. But it wasn't like when my did daughter you call was it, born. it? <laughs> it wasn't like when my daughter was born. You know, it, and he is just so overwhelmed with yeah, love and compassion for this child. It's uh, it's amazing. Oh oh! <laughs> Time to play everybody's favorite word game. No, it's time to play Pinky Pinky. It's a word game called Pinky Pinky. Everybody in the world they love Pinky Pinky. Now you have to promise not to yell. I promise. I never thought I'd sing that song with tears in my eyes. Yeah, true. Uh, Let's go. All right, explain the game. Uh, Fine. Wordplay game. You present Kevin and I with... Two words that rhyme. That is, we know that the answer is two words that rhyme, and you must describe them with two other words that aren't those words. So if we were to be given overweight feline, fat cat, fat cat, or smelly finger, stinky pinky, that is where the name came from. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play. All right. Happy shuttle. Happy shuttle. 
happy, smiley shuttle, shuttle, shuttle rocket, shuttle, shuttle bus, shuttle, shuttle, shuttle. Because there's too many synonyms for happy. So Joy. let's go with shuttle. What is a shuttle? I mean, it can be ship. Shuttle. No, it can be like a shuttle takes you to the airport and stuff. Right. I don't know what. It could be a lot of things. Go ahead. What is it? We lose. Jolly trolley. I'll accept it. That was a tro- shuttle trolley. Okay. Yeah. No, you're good. We just didn't get it. Simpsons flatulence. Fart fart. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. <laughs> kitchen fornication. Uh, sex? What is kitchen? What's a synonym for kitchen? Uh, kitchen counter? Kitchen appliance? Ki- See, this is where you fuck us! Yeah, you said don't yell. Wait, I said don't yell. Appliance. Bridge. Uh, blender. Washing machine. That's in your kitchen? Yeah, I mean, dishwasher. Have, dishwasher. Oh, okay. Uh, sink. Pink? Come on! Sink. Just go to the next one! I... I want to light you on fire. Roadway Armada. Roadway Armada. Roadway Armada. Armada. Uh, faction. A battalion. A army. What is it? Street. Fleet. Fleet? I guess a fleet. All right, go ahead. Tolerate it. It's not good, but I'll Insane tolerate. flower. All right. Rose, tulip. Uh, Crazy Daisy. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Carnivorous Accord. Meat Honda Accord. Is it Accord like volition or Accord like Honda? Is it meat? It's meat. What is it? Meaty treaty. It's not I bad. mean, that's it's, acceptable. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, actually. I, I, that's on me. We didn't okay. get it. Incendiary wheel. Fire tire. Nice. Yeah! Or tire fire. <laughs> Either one. Shoe flask. Shoes booze? Flask. Flask. Think so. Oh, like a beaker? Sneaker beaker! Right. Someone got it back there! Someone got it back Nice! Someone got it back there, too! Woo! Sneaker beaker. All right. It was a good set. Good set. I think that was pretty good. We weren't great, but it was pretty good. <laughs> the music uh, is done. <laughs> Powerful. All right. Your story or mine? Yours. Okay. Your last one. This is the story of a soldier, um, and I think this is important. There are a lot of times during your lifetime when you have mental health issues. Right. This guy wanted to end it all, and he shares that very serious, sad story, but I think it needs to be shared because there are a lot of people who feel the same way. (sighs) Yeah. and Uh, Especially combat veterans yeah it's if you saw the statistics 
of how many combat veterans attempt and succeed with suicide, you would go, well, that's not real. That's impossible. It's real, and it's fucking bizarre that that's not one of the preeminent problems in our country that we don't... It's literally the least we can do to try to give back and prevent this, but that's how fucking much these men and women suffer... Men. Suffer when they... Uh, when they return, you know, what they have to endure voluntarily, by the way, um, is unspeakable. And it drives them to this level of despondency. And it's, it's, it's that serious a problem. So let's just soldier. There was a time in my life when I was on the brink of ending my life. It was January of 2013. I had recently lost my job and my ultimate dream of being a successful author had been a complete failure. I had little money and a lot of debt. And I was living alone in an empty two-story house that had little heat in a bad part of Columbus, Ohio. I slept on the floor in a closet because it was the warmest place in the house. I felt hopeless and I felt worthless. I was so tired of trying to think of a path I could take that gave me a second chance at life. And so out of desperation, I thought, world, you win. I am done. But I couldn't go through with it. Looking back, I think I just wanted to feel like I had control over something. And ultimately, I realized I did have control over something more than whether or not I lived or died. And that was whether or not I got help. I then made a phone call and I got that help. If this guy can recognize when he needs help and then gets that help, then so can, so should you. It's as easy as a phone call. I am Lieutenant Dustin Lawson, and I have concluded, no matter our circumstances, all life has value. That's the Veterans Crisis Line, 800-273-8255, and press 1. Ah, that's uh, so moving. He makes me, uh, he makes me proud to, to be an American. Yeah, he, agreed. It, that is so moving. And, uh, and again, sort of an environment that doesn't encourage that kind of openness. More so than you can even understand. You have to, you have to take into consideration and I certainly am not trying to pretend like I can understand or empathize. I, I, uh, I am not someone who served, and I certainly am not someone who's brave enough to go over and uh, engage in combat. But unfortunately, I have become someone who... I would, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great honor, actually. But it's been heartbreaking to realize that you know many um, men have reached out to me who are combat veterans, and they've talk to me about um their problems with with addiction um 
And to a T, uh, these combat veterans, when I say, well, you, you have to, you have, this isn't, this isn't a matter of willpower. This isn't a matter of, of discipline. This is a matter of, you, this is outside of your control. You need to reach out and get help. And one, one Marine in particular said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, asking me to talk to someone about my feelings, about my, my perceived weaknesses is like asking me to fly. I have been programmed. What has made me an effective soldier is my ability to bury and work through any type of emotional, uh, reaction or idea that I may have. I have to be a calculated focused person that can think purely intellectually. Um, and you know, and, and obviously that has been incredibly successful at creating the greatest soldiers this world has ever known. Unfortunately, when they're reintroduced into the real, into the outside combat world, um, it makes it very, very difficult to deal with things like mental health and, and addiction. And because you're still the same person that buries emotion. And, and, and you've not only learned to, to do that, but you've found it to be utterly crucial for survival. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, engage in understanding the fact that you're panicked and scared shitless and that you have a family at home and someone's engaging in a firefight with you, you're sunk. You have to be able to look back. But unfortunately, that's not how things work when you're dealing with addiction or depression or things like that. And on top of that, their experiences lead them to be more commonly dealing with depression and addiction. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a terrible cycle. But man, that, uh, that man right there, is a walking endorsement of what you can do if you if you are willing to reach out and, and seek help. So there you go. Uh, one more story from the Mikester. Did you just call yourself the Mikester? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Um, Don't do that. Little boy. I'm sure you probably dealt with this with your daughters, Kevin. When you travel with kids, you have to take... 500 things to keep them entertained because they're on a plane. You especially have to move for a, the whole house. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> and uh, and you, you do it because, uh, A, you want to keep your kids happy, but also you're conscious of the people around you on the plane. You know everyone hates you. Right. So you're just like, what can I do to keep my son or my daughter happy and entertained? Um, this boy, his favorite toy was his little Buzz Lightyear doll. Okay. Unfortunately, he leaves it. Leaves it on the plane. Oh, no. They're already in a whole nother city. They're in Dallas by the time. I think this was in D.C. They're, they're in Dallas, the family. So they before, changed planes? Yeah. And, okay. they, and they, before they realized that they left it there. So the Southwest Airlines staff on that flight not only found it, collected it, and remembered who, who was sitting there. They sent it back to him. They found out the customer information with different pictures of the amazing adventures that the Buzz Lightyear doll went through. That's awesome. In its time away from this young man. Also, a signed letter from Buzz came with it in the box to say, wow. sorry, buddy. Sorry that I... Uh, sorry I was on vacation. The letter reads, uh, to Commander Hassan? Hayden, sorry. <laughs> well, it, come on. That, that wasn't me. That was you know, the handwriting. <laughs> I am very excited to return to you upon completion of my mission. I was able to explore the airport and spaceport in Little Rock, Arkansas, while I was away, and I have included photos of my adventure. My journey has taught me a lot, but I'm so thankful to return to my buddy, to infinity and beyond, your buddy, Buzz. 
Wow. So the right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with a destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. Pause. Or just you stop. No, no, stop, bus? stop. Woody is a dick. <laughs> Woody is one of the biggest bitches in the history of film. <laughs> He's such a bitch. <laughs> All these toys have such a beautiful life. I've never really thought about that. He's a, a, when Buzz comes into life, he he conspires and gets all the other to fucking try to murder. Him. They push him out a fucking window, and Buzz and, and Woody's like, "Yeah, yeah, I think we succeeded." <laughs> and all Buzz wants to do is he's like, he never was mean about it. He's just like, Wait, "I'm the new guy." Now you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. That's right. You have my pity. Farewell. So they, they think about it. These flight attendants not only sent it back, which was super nice. They took the time to say, hey, you know what? This kid probably really freaking out. His toy's gone. Let's, let's, let's do a little thing let's here for him. put some work into Take it. some pictures yeah. of him all over the airport on the tarmac. That means someone had to get down and be like, no, no, no. A little bit better lighting. You know, <laughs> they, they put some time in, man. That's yep. right. And uh, I think that, that goes a long way with that kid, and it shows a lot about them. So good story, in my opinion. That's a good story, yes. And that's great news. That is great news. Outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news. Very efficient. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.